dogs in the yard Might need a guard Every loss taken to heart Me first, that cannot be Must be these underdog episodes, see? Feeling much better, so suddenly Under the Monica, Monica G Crafted at night while all of them sleep I won't look a fool Taking this tool, defeating the opposition around me No, no, I'm not sorry Yes, I'm taking this knowledge and party Just barking, no harm, don't be startled Yes, I'm taking the title And it's so vital Thanks for the ride, I'll never be idle Turn up the dial, it's about to get wild And the points gon' pile up Down is the underdog bite Down, up at the day and the night Now, easy as flying a kite Now, come take a look at it right Now, down is the underdog bite Down, up at the day and the night Now, easy as flying a kite Now, come take a look at it right Now Hey everyone, welcome to episode 77 of Dynasty Underdog. I'm your host, Jerry Dawkins. Join with me tonight, as always, Billy Beam in one half of Any Given Pod. What's up? Joey B with the gag, yeah. with the gag. Come on, man. Oh, Yo, man. I love this kid. I love this kid, man. It's awesome what he's doing. I do too. And, and I mean, everybody's pointed it out on Twitter and everything, but that dude's got drip. Like, <laughs> he looks so like, just like unbothered. Like he's just, he's handling it, right? Ice in his veins. So yeah, yeah, you heard ice in his veins, ice on his neck. You heard him say, uh, he said, you know, I'm too, I'm too rich to, or I have too much money for these diamonds to be fake when they asked him if they're real or not, which is just a stupid question, but he's, he's just a funny guy, man. He like, he seems to really kind of get it. You know what I mean? Like I think he's, so. a, he's able to like joke around a little bit and he understands where he's at. I and mean, he's a second year guy. He shouldn't really be in this spot, you know? First year. But knee injury, ACL, CL one or two, and yeah, to come back from that, and dude, the poverty ass franchise, Cincinnati Bengals are going to. I they haven't been good since I've been alive. <laughs> Not really. It was Marvin Lewis for you know all we can remember really. Yeah, and and you know they get Zach Taylor in there and a couple year rebuild, and they they really did it. And I think it's funny Zach Taylor is there now facing he was he wasn't he was the offensive coordinator of the rams a couple of years back yeah 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 so he, he's yeah. facing his former head coach in sean McVay, which is pretty cool and i think he did a similar not he but i think they did a similar thing with him as the head coach and just being able to rebuild really quickly you know go all in real fast went all in with the offense you know gave burrow everything that he could ask for and he was able to use all that to get there honestly it was Pretty impressive to watch. I think there was some probably poor coaching decisions and some bad play by KC that helped it all, but they were down what? 21-3? Yeah, 21-3. I mean, yeah, it, that's they came back and won that game. So really, really cool to watch that. And Matt Stafford got there too, got to his first Super Bowl. So I, I think everybody probably got a little bit of what they wanted, right? Something new. I think so. I was going to say that just like, you know, from a personal standpoint, like this is a Super Bowl, like I could go, I'll be happy with the outcome. Like I'm deep down inside, I'm really rooting for the underdog, you know, Cincinnati. Um, but also I think it'd be a good lesson to learn to Joe Burrow, like, hey, it's not that easy. And I like <laughs> Matt Stafford, and I like Matt Stafford, you know. Um, and McVay's such a football guy, like you do love to see. It. I think he's corny as fuck. But <laughs> whoever wins, like, I'm like, I just want a good game. I think I, there's something I don't like about McVay, and I think it's his it's this like inert conservativeness that he has all of a sudden his team is a great passing offense, but he demands that they run the football in spots where I feel like they should continue to pass it. And it's, I think that's what I like about him. And he, I think he folded under pressure to Bill Belichick when in that moment, like you got to show, you know, I feel like you kind of got to come through there. (laughs) Yeah. He scored nine points. You got to come through there. Right. So yeah. Yeah. But either way, regardless of, I'm definitely pulling for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I just think it's such a great story. And I, I really like him a lot. I think he would do a ton for his, 
credibility going forward and his confidence going forward. And that's what we want out of that team, I think, right? We want to continue to see him doing what we he's do. doing there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Last thing before we move on and stuff, uh, are you worried about any of the fantasy players in Kansas City after that game? Because we did see Patrick Mahomes kind of fold a little bit there. And we have some older players in Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Uh, no. no. Okay. No, no. Yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah. That's, All right. <laughs> that's enough for me, Doc. No, I, I, that's, it's a great offense, and Patrick Mahomes is amazing. I know he had a bad second half and all that other stuff, but they, no. They, until further notice, like I'm interested in Hill, Kelsey, and Mahomes. All right. Well, then apparently, I, I, not apparently, but I, I feel like there might be a dip there this offseason yeah. to buy. So, yeah, definitely look into that. I'm fine with that. For sure. All right. Some uh, other news and nonsense. Intro fun. You want to talk about this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't listen to the intro before we start up the show every time, but I had a little bit of fun with it this week. You obviously, if you're listening, heard a different intro. It was me having a little bit of fun, did a little remix. I got with Gabe and I was just like, you know, I, I woke up one morning and I told him, I was like, I woke up with the itch. I wanted to, you know, spit a couple of bars on the, on the intro track and, and just have fun with it. So going forward, you'll hear Gabe's track all over again at FF Manbun. I think he still is on Twitter. He was generous enough to like seriously let it let me do this, which was really awesome, and uh, and I hope everybody enjoyed it. But yeah, after that you'll you'll go back to regular programming after that. And if you want to hear it, I think we'll put it we'll put it out as like a, you know, like a little mini podcast. It'll be like a two minute long thing or whatever. But yeah, enjoy. He he, uh, he spits pretty hard. Did on I embarrass there. myself? No, I think you did good. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely had tip to Gabe for letting us use that because technically we don't own that. It's his, so. Very, very cool. No, definitely. No, I think he did great, man. No, I appreciate that. It's funny. The beat, by the way, that he, like, I don't, I got to ask him. I forgot to ask him if he created it or not, but like, I got just the raw instrumental and I kept listening to it. And dude, it's so good. Like it's, it, it sounds to me straight up. Like it's a, it's a reggae track that yeah. like, but you don't realize it until you have like the beat alone. You're like, damn, this shit's hard, bro. Like this is. <laughs> yeah. When I put in the, put in the request to have him make the intro for the show, I sent him over the song by Dirty Heads, Red Lights. And I was like, hey, if it could just have this feel, like it doesn't have to sound oh, like dude, this. Yeah, I just wanted to have this feel. And he <laughs> sent that over. And uh, he's like, are there any changes you want to make? I'm like, love it. Package it up. Let's go. Dude, I love that. I didn't even know that you sent him over a Dirty Heads song. It's so funny. It's, I mean, we, we're such like me and my wife and, and all our friends were so into reggae. I mean, that was so big, like, you know, 10 years ago and, and leading up to now. But like, we, we've seen reggae. I mean, we've seen um Dirty Heads, I don't know how many times, you know, like live. And it's just funny that because it does sound like one of their songs a little bit now that, I, now that you say that. But I do want to say, I also think Gabe's is way better. I think he's really talented. Like the the way that he was able to record that is is really impressive because I I definitely I mean, I struggled to, to get it to where it's at. And I know that his is like pretty, pretty much perfect, which is hard to do with songs, but I think he nailed it for our intro. So he did. just wanted to throw it out there. I was just having some fun with it and, and, you know, so this is our podcast. So I figured I'd fuck around. Yeah. No, I'm glad you did that. <laughs> All right, man. We had this on here. Did Brady retire or what? Because over the last, I guess, two days, three days, like at Schefter's like Brady's done, he's retired. And then it's like 20 minutes later, it's like, nah, Brady, we got a message. Brady said he hasn't made up his mind yet. And so we waited a while, but I think he came out finally either last night or today and was like, yeah, I'm done. So I, I don't know. You know, part of me thinks that he wanted to break the news himself, right? So because that's such a Brady thing to do. Uh, <laughs> but he had already broke. We knew. So if you're going to do the same thing, you may as well just roll with it. Like, what was that? 
I don't know. That's just kind of who he is. He's competitor. He's a fucking strange guy is who he is. <laughs> also, I don't want it to go unnoticed, and I'll say this on both the podcasts. He put out like a 10-page long essay saying thank you to everybody from his trainer to his agent to his mom, dad, Tampa Bay, and you know the girl he met last week on the corner. But he didn't say a thing, a thing about New England, about Belichick, about nobody not really craft nobody dude and like then wow his his twitter account retweeted robert Kraft's like statement that he put out later on quote tweeted it and was like thank you patriots nation heart heart and it was like like i don't even i don't care if he comes back gives us a whole speech and retires a patriot i don't really care it's fucking weird why I didn't see that. That's crazy. It's just weird. Like it's odd. You aren't gonna convince me otherwise. I'm. I'm not. I'm not mad at him. I think it's fucking weird. That's what yeah, I it think. Is. <laughs> it, it definitely is. Just putting that out there. So you know, whatever. But uh, but yeah, it's really sad to see Brady retire, man. As a as a Patriots fan, it's my whole life. I really don't know football too much without Tom Brady. You know, only flashes of when I was a little kid with my you know with my dad or whatever watching games before that, but. Yeah, it's going to be weird watching football without Brady. And I think a lot of people are like, NFL's in good hands with all these quarterbacks. But I do think we overlook like how good he was. You see Patrick Mahomes go to whatever it is, four straight AFC championships and fall short a good amount of times, just fell short this year again. And I just think that like when we think of Brady, we don't think of that at all, you know? And I'm not, not to like, like Mahomes is great, but I just think like, everybody was talking about putting him next to the goat and stuff like that. Oh, is he, is this the next dynasty? And we're seeing how hard it is to maintain that level of perfection and that level of excellence. It's just, you know, something that that's really hard to do. So end of an era, really sad. One thing I want to say from a dynasty perspective, if you, if you were uh, rostering Tom Brady and you know, now you only have one quarterback all of a sudden in the super flex league, one thing I've been thinking about a lot and I hope no, I hope nobody, or the person who has Jimmy G and dynasty underdog listener league one is not listening. Mm-hmm. I think that Jimmy G is a really good stopgap. You can get really cheap this year in dynasty and specifically right now before he gets traded or moves to another team when, you know, things are a little bit quiet because they're already looking for a trade partner for him. So I just think that he's a really good stopgap who you're going to spend very little on. So that's somebody who that's something I'm trying to do because I got stuck with Tom Brady on a couple of teams. And I think that's the way I'm going to try to fix it short term. I agree. I agree. I think definitely doing it now before free agency, before we know where Jimmy G's going. Right. Yeah. No matter where he ends up, it's going to be like, oh, well, there's going to be some value increase. Right. So right now when it's kind of like in between E mode, I think that's when you would try to get the deal done. Imagine he ends up in Pittsburgh. It's going to be a lot harder to get him than it is now. You know, my one Haskins share will be very sad. <laughs> All right. So we have some new coaches. I don't have a comprehensive list and I don't really have very many good thoughts. I'm hoping you do. So are there any changes that stick out to you? Not too many. There's what was the one I was thinking about that I didn't like who got who got hired? To, no, left left, which I'm interested where he goes. The coach who got hired to Chicago is a little concerning just because I don't know how it's going to help Justin Fields, which is where I feel like they need the most development mm-hmm. is offensively probably there going forward. So that's what I'm a little concerned about, but anything that sticks out to me is Brian Dayball to the giants. That's intriguing. I know that he didn't, there's like this narrative that he doesn't like to use running backs much. So concern for Saquon, but 
I kind of want to push back on that. I don't think he's had a good running back in Buffalo yeah. in a while. You know, at least a healthy young one. Uh, Singletary is decent, but I don't think he's one that profiles anything near a Saquon. So I kind of think it's upward trend for the offensive players there, maybe get, you know, getting Dayball there, even the quarterback there. I mean, it's got it. Anything can be better than what they've been putting out there. So that could be good for them. Nathaniel Hackett over in Denver. That's one I'm kind of interested in because to me, it just signs point to them getting Aaron Rodgers. And yeah. we're hearing Aaron Rodgers wants to bring Devonta Adams over. I'm sure that they can work this out somehow, some way. Cortland Sutton probably gets moved in that deal if that happens, right? So I'm very interested in that one. And the last one is is Josh McDaniels, which is so weird that this becomes like ancillary news with all the other things floating around. I mean, we passed over because we're, we're a dynasty show, but like there's this Brian Flores news. That's crazy. I'll, I'll be talking oh, about, heard it. about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be talking about it on any given pod. If people want to want to hear about that, but just what, what I mean is <laughs> McDaniels becoming the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders has flown under the radar because all this other stuff is going on. And that one's really interesting to me because I think Josh Jacobs I mean, wheels up for me right there. I think that he's going to probably use him properly. They're, they finally got a guy there who is going to see what he has in Jacobs, give him probably more passing work. The only concern is, does he bring in like a James White, a guy who he's familiar with, you know what I mean, who is a little bit older to do some of the more pass catching work. But I think McDaniels for the offense there, it's pretty, it, you know, it's a pretty good sign. It should be, you know, something that we're happy with. Hopefully he doesn't mess it up like he did in Denver. Yeah. Or to go back to New England or whatever. What it, wasn't he supposed to take it? <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, everybody forgets, bro. He was supposed to go to like two other places after that. And he he walked out on the Colts job after he hired a couple guys yes, to, yeah. to be his coordinators there. So <laughs> people just forget after a couple of years because I don't know. I feel like either we get like this influx of just new fans, like hundreds of thousands of new fans, and everybody just doesn't know. <laughs> or like people just have short memories and, and don't care. You know what I mean? And just see like, Oh, that's the Patriots guy. We want him. It's like, yeah, he's supposed to be the head coach there, but I don't know if he will be <laughs> good. That's, that's some good news for kind of a slow news week. Well, we do have the senior bowl going on soon and shrine games and stuff like that, but I haven't been paying too much attention to those. I do hear Kenny Phillips is absolutely killing it. The kid from Pitt. Uh, really? wide receiver. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not Pitt, uh, UCLA. Sorry, kid from UCLA. And I everything I see out of him in all of these different like workouts and senior bowls and this, that, and the other, he's like standout, best player out there, whatever. And he profiles a, a lot like a, a Edelman, Welker, uh, Renfro kind of guy. So, you know, limited upside, obviously, but he's getting a lot of hype. So we talked about him a bunch of times on here. Hat tip to our, our buddy Ethan, who's going to be in Dynasty Underdog Listener League too. He's a big fan of him, and and we've been talking about him a lot. So, yeah, he's one guy who's just you know somebody to keep your eye on constantly. Right on. All right, so kind of building off what we did last week. Last week we did some free agent running backs and their Dynasty trade calculator values, and just kind of you know gave our thoughts on it. So this week we wanted to touch on the wide receivers. The list I think is pretty much all your main players. Everybody else is going to be like you know wide receiver threes or names that we're not that all interested in. So let's hop into it. So with the first one, Devonta Adams, according to DTCs worth about the one Oh two. How do you feel about that? Yeah, that's pretty close. I, oh God, I'm probably so greedy. I'd probably want just a little bit more 
for Devonte Adams because again, like if you're in a super flex league, you you need a quarterback maybe, or that's where the value is at. You're not really getting that here, so you must really, really need a running back, and those don't last all the time. This class isn't as good as it typically would be. You're not going to reach for Traylon Burks there over Devonte Adams straight up. I don't think so. You know, so I'd probably need a little bit more than that, but it's getting there, I guess. It's been tough to trade Adams. It really has been. I think there's a lot of uncertainty because we don't know if he's going to be in Green Bay. We don't know who's throwing him the ball. And everybody seems to care about that a lot more. And I think we probably should. I think there's a lot of research that shows that like a lot of wide receivers are kind of can be good wide receivers or like quarterback independent. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't be scared to buy Devonta Adams, but I don't think, I think I'm going to take the upside with my 102. That's fair. That's fair. I still think honestly, like if I have, Devonta Adams and I'm competing at all I'm probably going to hold him through this because if he does end up with Aaron Rodgers then you totally have a major window again to sell him oh sure and if not then you probably are going to still get a top 15 to 20 wide receiver so he'll still help you out and you'll still probably have an opportunity to move that again in season if you need to so yeah, I don't know. The one or two doesn't excite me that much. I guess I'm not as in on this this class as people are uh, right this moment, though. But you're, I think the picks this year are, are gaining some steam right now. Okay. So the next one, Chris Godwin. How do you feel? He's coming off an injury, but I mean, he's a stud wide receiver. But I think a lot of us have wanted to be like, well, man, if he just was a chance to like be, you know, how would he have looked if he didn't have Mike Evans next to him? Like, if he could truly be the stud, you know, alpha wide receiver on a team, like. I think a lot of people are really excited about that. And according to DTC, they have him valued at about the 1.04. How excited are we without Tom Brady, though? Uh, or Jameis Winston. I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to imagine Chris Godwin playing for any other team because he's always been kind of there with Mike Evans. And you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to envision for me. It's hard for me to get excited about it. It's hard for me to get 104 excited about it. But I do like him. But like, am I like 106 excited about him? Definitely. Yeah, I think I, I think am. So. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's a, a fine line there, but yeah, one of four seems a little high for the uncertainty because, you know, he's a free agent again this year. They're very unlikely going to franchise tag him. He could easily go to another team. I doubt teams are going to be scared off from the ACL. We've seen how many guys come back from that and, and play well. Jameis Winston back there would be interesting just in general, because if Chris Godwin's gone, then Mike Evans turns into a beast again with Winston there which I think is a very real possibility if he doesn't stay in New Orleans. So, yeah, I, I guess, like, I'm just, you know, I'm not going to spend a top five pick on an injured wide receiver. So I'll probably stay away from doing that. But I, like we said, right outside that, that number, I think price is right. I agree. Next one, Mike Williams. Love this guy. Always have, like, I bet on him quite a bit in the offseason. And for the most part, he paid off this year. Going to be a free agent, I don't think – they're going to try to keep him around. Personally, they kind of got a replacement in Palmer, which has been a, a, a bright side for that, the team. Mike Williams goes to work. Are you willing to spend the 110 on him right now? No, I'm totally willing to sell him for the 110. I want to move the one. I want to move him for the 110 for sure. I moved, a, I think I moved him for a 2.01-ish. Might have been a little bit later than that. Somewhere in the top three there. Last year, I wish I didn't because I would rather have moved him for a first-round pick this year, which would have been easy. But he's 27 years old. Maybe they bring him back. If he goes to another team, you know, he's going to have another decent season or two probably. But 
I don't think anything you can't replace with with youth added to it. Yeah, I agree. And, and I'm with you there. Like I'm a big Mike Williams fan. I, I have him in a couple places and I think I would take the 110 for him. Again, something that we got to talk about with the wide receivers going to different teams. Most often than not, it doesn't pay off. Stefan Diggs, you know, Randy Moss, whatever, like those are the exceptions. More often than not, they just fizzle out. It, it's, it's just the cold, hard facts. So a lot of these guys, it's, uh, I think so far, the guys we've mentioned right now, I think the most talented wide receiver on there is Devontae Adams. I think he could, I think he could overcome any team he goes to, any quarterback he goes to. I don't know that Mike Williams can do that. I mean, I'm not sure. Sure, Godwin can. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Devontae Adams next year in redraft is still probably a top three or four wide receiver or something like that. Almost regardless. I mean, I guess without Aaron Rodgers, it probably falls off the cliff a little bit there. But yeah, he's he's by far the most talented wide receiver in this group. He's he's awesome. It's just age and injury becomes a concern at this point. He's going to turn thirty, I think. So yeah. All right. Next one, Allen Robinson. Everybody loves Allen Robinson for some reason. Yeah. Quarterback proof, Allen Robinson, they said. And to be fair, he was for you know a good stretch of his career. I, don't know, I think that moniker is kind of fading, but I'd much rather Allen Robinson for this price than Mike than Mike Williams. Yeah, I agree. And what sorry, what was it? Uh Allen Robinson is the 206. 206. 206? Yeah, we have to mention that. So yeah. So no, I mean, I like if you're asking me, would I rather buy Mike Williams for a 110 or Allen Robinson for a 206? I mean, I'm I'm gonna smash the 206, first of all. And honestly. I wouldn't be too mad about sending that anyway for Allen Robinson. So that's something I'd explore is like a late second. Because if it's at 206, there's obviously some wiggle room, give or take. Maybe you find the guy who is really down on him. Send a second in, you know, some guy who, who's getting a little hype on your roster or something like that and grab yourself Allen Robinson if you're competing. If you're not, I don't know. I'd push for a first. I really don't want a second for Allen Robinson. I think I'd be pushing for more. Okay. All right, all right, would you move him for a second? Yeah, I uh, it's, he, he's at this point right now where it's like either you want to hold on to him because what you've invested in him, you probably paid a first for him at some point. Maybe you drafted him years ago. I doubt it. But whatever you, it took you to acquire him at this point, like if you want to get off of him right now, it's a sunk cost, right? He didn't give, he didn't do anything for you last year, and now he's costing you money. But on the other hand, like I would like to just kind of wash my hands at this guy. I don't think that he's going to be any better on a different team. He got outplayed last year by fifth round pick Darnell Mooney. I just don't think he's that guy anymore. And I think I, I, I'm willing to get out. If I could get the 206 or better, I think I'd just be like, hey, that's cool. It's been fun, but you're, you're not my problem anymore. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting perspective. And I, I don't hate it. I think that you, know, you mentioned you may have drafted him a while back. And I think that sometimes I may hold on to the fact that he was such a highly touted player, highly drafted player. He was so good at one point. How could I possibly lose much value on this? But are you really losing that much going from like a 110 to a 206 when the opposite side of it is him just decreasing in value from there? It's, it, you know, yeah. I mean, that's good perspective. You may be right. I doubt he's ever going to be worth, uh, you know, the 112 ever again. Yeah. I think I need to stop or I need to try not to think about the initial cost in the player once I'm trying to move him for the most part, it's different with CMC because there's so much value involved there. But for, you know, guys like this, it makes a lot of sense to kind of remove that from the equation. We do that all the time. We do. I mean, I know I do. And that's one of the things I just love about Dynasty is like, this was with my guy, you know, or, you know, I paid that up for him and I was right for it. And then it's like, you know, it might be two years later. It's like, well, 
you know, he ain't that into you anymore or whatever it might be. You know, you're just like, shit. The, 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 the Dalvin cook for Leonard Fournette thing. And then, <laughs> no, but same with me now. I, I got Leonard Fournette for Mooney. And while, while it wasn't a bad trade at the time, the way everything unfolded, Tom Brady leaving, it's like, holy shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it, it's just, that's the great part about dynasty is that kind of stuff can happen. And I lost that one, but that is, you know, it's the fun of it is like, just watching it unfold like holy how could i even how did that happen like <laughs> quick man it's quick. Oh, dude I, I feel like i took your leonard fournette problem from you know like uh what what's the, the babadook i don't know or, right babadook I, you never seen that All right well it's like where the thing like hangs onto your back or whatever like the demon that like hangs onto your back or whatever i feel mm -hmm. like that's leonard fournette in console wars and you've yeah. passed the curse on to me and now it's hanging on my back like all, yeah. day, all day long <laughs> <laughs> oh man maybe maybe it was the ring i forgot what movie that was i think it was the movie i'm talking about but there was a horror movie that's like that maybe i'm tripping <laughs> <laughs> oh shit all right next one's fun because this is a guy that i love and i know for a fact i did a startup two years ago on safe leagues and weeks after the startup and multiple times there's a guy who must be a huge truck fan was like willing to give me in the range of you know like the 108 to like the one you know 11 for him multiple times and i'm like ah i don't know i like dj <laughs> the thing is this is this is this is the thing man i watched i watched his tape he was what lsu right big guy fast oh yeah. oh yeah and this was when i believe we let des go or the cowboys needed some wide receiver help let's put it that way I forget what the hell was going on, but I was like, we could use a DJ Chark. And I just fell in love with the guy. I'm like, I really hope we draft him. And he goes over there to Jacksonville, Jacksonville. And he kind of face plans his first year, but then he balls out the next year. And I'm like, oh, I was so right on this guy. I was so right on this guy. And like, I finally acquired him on one of my teams and I wouldn't let go. I wouldn't let go. And now his value's down to a mid third, which in our world is free. He's like 25. Like, I, I just want him now. I want him even more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want him even more. This is when you should want him. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm pretty surprised by that. I would definitely explore options to get DJ Chark because that is super low value. There's not that many options on that team. He was injured this year. Marvin Jones, older. Who knows what's going to happen there? They don't like LaVisca Chenault that much for whatever reason. And he's brought, really never going to be that, that, you know, down the field uh, X wide receiver that you, that you, you know, you think of. So I'm not a big chart believer, but at that price, I'm definitely willing to take a shot on it, but you should have sold him for the 108. I should have. And I'm going to go <laughs> buy him everywhere for 3.5. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have hundred percent exposure. Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honestly, that price is not that bad. All right, cool. Last one, Michael Gallup. Unfortunately, this one sucks because he ended his season with a, ACL or MCL, ACL, I think, on a touchdown catch, ACL. by the way. Yep. What a boss. But his DTC value is at 2.03. Mm. No, thank you. Sorry. Too much hype, right? Yeah, way too high. I mean, you know, I'm not afraid of the ACL too much, but I just, okay, I guess you're assuming that he's the number two with Amari Cooper out, maybe. He was also a free agent, though, so there's the, the possibility he ends up on another team, so... There's just a lot there that I don't know yet. I want to see him come back from the injury, see how he moves. He wasn't the fastest guy as it is. Athleticism-wise, like, he should be okay, but still, uh, I wasn't really into him anyway. So this is this is a borderline first-round pick. I'm, I, I'm good. I'm out. 
Yeah, I'd sell him for 203. But yeah, I'd, I'd totally move him though. Yeah, that's definitely what I would be doing for sure if I had him. I'm, I'm definitely not a buyer at 203. And I don't think he's coming back with uh, Dallas this year. You don't? Okay. No, I don't. Do you think Amari Cooper's gone too? No, I just read a report that uh, they plan on keeping Amari. Really? Wow. Yeah. So interesting. Okay. So Amari. You know, Jerry CD. doesn't like to admit he did something wrong. So of course not. So Amari <laughs> CD, and then you have Cedric Wilson there. He's a free agent too. Oh, so okay. Technically, so you... yeah, it's going to be Amari CD and then uh, Sime Fioko. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I kind of <laughs> like that though. He's interesting. That's interesting. You know, talking about that team. I don't know. He's a guy I'd take a flyer on. He's going to cost, he's probably free in most of these. Yeah. He's a guy I'd be interested in too, but all right. Yeah. Michael Gallup, I'm out. I want to sell him. Move on. Same here. All right, cool. So you have posted here your top 15 Superflex Dino rankings. You want to go through them? Yeah. Explain yourself, sir. Yes, absolutely. I'm just going to run through the names of the top 15. I also posted here for us, the, the rest of it up to the top 30, just so we could talk about really as I talk about it, maybe look through it and see if there's anybody you think is missing from the top 15, in your opinion, that would push any of these guys down. You could also tell me anybody you think is in the wrong spot in the top 15, if you'd like, because I definitely think there's one or two in here a lot of people would disagree with. So, okay. Uh, this is super flex tight end premium. So a lot of quarterbacks, number one, Patrick Mahomes, two, Josh Allen, three, Lamar Jackson, four, Jonathan Taylor, five, Kyler Murray, six, Justin Jefferson, seven, Joe Burrow, eight, Justin Herbert, nine, AJ Brown, 10, Christian McCaffrey, 11, DeAndre Swift, 12, Dak Prescott, your boy still made it, 13, Mark Andrews, 14, T Higgins, and 15, Jamar Chase, which might be the most controversial of all the rankings in the top 15. And I can admit that maybe it should be flipped, but I, I will not admit that yet. So what do you think? Uh, let me go here. So you have Christian McCaffrey as RB2. Yes. How are you going to put him ahead of DeAndre Swift? How are you going to put him ahead of where? Do you even have Najee on here? Yeah, he, he's not in the top 30. He probably does. Oh, my God. Let me see where I have him so I can tell you. He is just, he's like 35. His age bothers me, but I could probably get him up into... 30 so he's probably 30 just behind Eckler okay okay so I I don't know why I feel this way but I guess a lot of people probably agree with you but why are you so strongly with Christian McCaffrey RB2 25 years old the injuries haven't been the last year or so haven't been anything like you know no ligament damage hasn't been anything like an ACL tear or anything you know or this past year this past season it was all like ankle injuries and like weird weird stuff that I don't think should be a long-term problem while he's there in Carolina without a strong team in general, they're going to use him, I think, as much as they possibly can when he comes back. I'm just not as concerned, I think, about every, that everybody is that he's not the same guy. I think when we saw him even this year in limited action, he was the same guy. So just given his age, I think we still get, you know, two good years out of him probably. So I'm a little, I, I think I'm a little bullish on him, but, you know, you could probably knock him if you really 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 want to you could probably knock him all the way to 15 ish that area but i'd still probably take him over the wide receivers maybe mark andrews and you feel confident about putting him above deandre swift it's one spot so yeah, not that true. so not that confident but i just don't like 
I mean, I, I saw it with him, but the consistency, I feel like I need, I would need to see for a full year with Swift that like, he is the guy, you know what I mean? Because that's what Christian McCaffrey is. Like he's the guy when he's there guaranteed 25 points, you know what I mean? Or 20 plus points. And I'm not sure that's what Swift is yet. He's probably closer to like 15 points. And uh, yeah, I just want to see it, I guess, a little bit more from him. Maybe with Dynasty, I should, you know, you can, you can argue that in Dynasty, I should have him ahead, right? Thinking that he's going to take over that, that position, but it's one spot. I'm not going to argue with you about T. Higgins and Jamar Chase because I just, I know my boundaries here. <laughs> I, but I think what, where they are seems, seems fair to me. But I'm wondering how you don't have... Tyreek Hill in your top 15. How do you not have Tyreek Hill above Jamar Chase and Higgins? Is it an age thing? It's an age thing. It's also, I think he's much more boomer bust than those guys have been for whatever reason. You know, like I think it's all or nothing with him sometimes. And I think with T Higgins and Chase, the kind of volume you're getting out of Burrow is a little bit different than Patrick Mahomes. It's a little, I think it's a little more explosive, right? And in fantasy, that's what I'm looking for. While Tyreek Hill himself is explosive and obviously at any time he can go off. But I think, I guess if I, if I'm out of the three, if I want any of them, I want chase because I think he gives you the explosiveness that Tyreek Hill has with youth. Cool. I'm good with that. I was looking at those two wide receivers and just kind of their efficiency. And I noticed that Jamar Chase has kind of been, he's what I would have to dig deeper, but I think he's kind of a, a regression candidate as far as how efficient he's been with the targets he's had. Mm, that's the volume fair. hasn't, the volume hasn't been otherworldly. So I'm, I'm a little concerned. Let's just put it that way. But I, I have I have no no complaints. Yeah, that's actually fair. I was thinking about that today, that he's a guy who could regress next year because of how good he's been in his first year. Teams figure it out a little bit. A whole ton of reasons, I'm sure. You know, learning curve more, all those things. But again, a guy like Chase, who has that upside at 21 years old for me, just kind of leapfrogs these guys like Hill and, and Adams at 27 and 29. And I still have Adams over Hill as well. And maybe that should change. That should yeah. probably change. That was know? the next thing I was going to ask you about is, again, it's only one spot here, but. No, but I honestly, I'm changing it right now. I think that's a, a very good point. Um, it, it's both age and he has a more stable situation, I think. It, it could also be argued Stefan Diggs over Devontae Adams, but I still think I like Devontae Adams' talent there. Um, I'm a little low on CD Lamb, but yeah. Uh, that, that you bring up some interesting stuff there. How, how do you feel about me being Joe Burrow seven overall over Herbert? That's what top four, top five quarterback is number five. You feel like that's appropriate? I think that's fine. I mean, if you're going to put me for me personally, just off the top of my head, you have Burrow and Herbert. They're kind of in the same tier anyway, Mm -hmm. you know, same age, both studs. I, I don't, I don't hate it. I mean, what's, what's a, what's the big deal here? No, okay. Not, it's, it's fine. If someone's going to, if someone's going to complain that you have Burrow one spot ahead of Herbert, like whatever, right. Dude's in the Super Bowl. put him at number one for the week. I don't care. All right. Last one I'll ask you about here is how do you feel about Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, then George Kittle? I think that's accurate. Yeah. If I had to put the top three, that's exactly how I do it. All right. And then I got, TJ Hawkinson after that, and then Darren Waller, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I put Waller ahead of Hawkinson. Okay. Other than that, I I, I agree with your rankings. And man, I we were talking about this a little bit before we even started recording. I was just asking you your process about how you 
start to put together these because I attempted to do this last year. And man, after about 60 players, I, I couldn't possibly, I couldn't keep up. Maybe it's just because my day job and all other stuff, but like I have a lot of respect for people who actually put a lot of effort into making these rankings and I, I use them for my own personal gain, right? So I do appreciate it. What's, what's interview you real quick? What is the hardest part about keeping up with your rankings? Oh God, the hardest part about keeping up with the rankings is keeping up with like all of the news involved in it because you know how like dynasty values change from day to day, week to week, and they shouldn't necessarily, but like your ranking should reflect those changes, right? Like the the differences in, you know, like, like we're talking about if all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers is on a new team, that changes multiple, you know, multiple rankings and you got to get in there and do it. And also like Tom Brady just retired. So it's like, all right, move him out of my rankings. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like the, it's really the challenge of keeping up with it, dude. After Like the initial part is, is by far the hardest part. Like the initial part ranking 300 players initially, it's like mind numbing because once you get past the, I'd say once you get past the 250 mark, you're like, what's the, the it's preference you know it's preference and total upside and what your team needs are right? there's nothing to do with like anything concrete like why do i like eric ebron or jared cook i don't care you know what i mean like <laughs> it's it's just like guys are way down there and you're like i don't know it, it that's the hard part about it you know the top 30 it's like this is fun but like you pointed out a really good one there that some of its oversight too is like Najee Harris was like 35, I think. And that's totally too low. Uh, and I think he's definitely a top 30 dynasty pick. Uh, I'm, I'm a little low on him in general. So I think that's why you find him there, but uh, I, I definitely was able to move him up there. And I think it's a fun exercise doing this with you because why I wanted to go through it was, you know, we're heading into the uh, 2022 season. We're thinking about these things a little differently. I just did my rankings and I wanted to go through, see if we could pick out some things that, don't make sense or that are a little like, whoa, some guys are, are up there. The only other thing I'll point out before we move on is that's four wide receivers in the top 15. That's not many. Yeah. It's super flex. And we have a lot of really good quarterbacks. Yeah. That's like what that, it is. Yeah. This, you know, we're, we're in a time right now where there's just so much talent. So yeah. Cool, man. Thanks for sharing those. That's awesome. No, I appreciate it. And if anybody wants to check out our rankings, these are on uh, dynastyfootballfactory.com. So yeah, go check us out there become a member and we will be putting out like our top 50 to 100 rankings for our underdog rankings when josh comes back a little bit later this offseason so that'll be fun too we'll kind of do a similar thing you can rank your guys how you want them you can have deandre swift over cmc i will maybe i will too <laughs> at that point who knows <laughs> all right cool so let's hop into some trades non-trades so this is one that i woke up i had in my inbox and i thought about it for a little bit I did make one mistake when I did this, but let's talk about it. So 201 plus a 207 and a 401 for the 108. 207, 201. Okay, so sorry. 201, the 207, the 401 for the 108. Uh, I guess that's kind of close in this draft because the 201, that's, let's call it the 113. Yeah, it's, it's close. So it's five picks. I'm not opposed to moving down there, but I kind of don't want to do it now. I'd prefer to do that on the clock when I know if I really want what I want at 108 or not. And I'd kind of be willing to take that four, that fourth round pick out to, to even do it on the clock later. You know what I mean? Like take a little bit less on this deal 
to get it done while I'm on the clock because I that's the that's when also the pick can be the more valuable because a guy that you don't need is a guy that somebody else needs. <laughs> so that is the way I would play it. But this is close. Like it's not bad. Moving down five spots to pick up an extra second. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm on the one. I took the 108 side of this. You got the 108. Yeah, I got the 108. So he offered me the 201, 207, 401 from my for the 108, and uh, I thought about it for a little bit, and I was like, sure, I have the 101 in this league. This is the one where I drafted Watson last year, moved up to get Watson, which didn't quite work out for me. And I was like, you know, I'd rather have the you know 101 and 108 than the 201, which is you know five spots later, especially in this draft. I'm like, and I don't really want to add another one in the second, another one in the fourth. I have other picks too. This makes me being able to draft my rookie draft in this particular league and not have to worry about selecting so many guys. I don't, I don't know. Like the way I play dynasty, I end up with a ton of extra picks. Check me out in console wars. I probably have like three thirds. Yeah. And, and then usually comes the rookie draft. I'm like, ah, I don't even want to draft these guys. So I'll move them for like a Gus Edwards or something crazy like that. But this one right here made it, my decisions a little bit easier in this draft. Now I have two first round picks. That one away, I think will gain some steam, especially after the draft, after the combine and all that other stuff. So that's how I felt about it. No, I, I dig that. I actually, you know, I talked a lot this past year about consolidating, right, mm-hmm. to trying to get studs. And I think that that's what you're doing here. I dig that. Like, I've seen no issue with that at all. And it, like you said, in this draft where it's not as deep, maybe that's what you want to do. And maybe that's where you want to be. And, and maybe you pick up an extra quarterback there all of yeah, a sudden and now you have a ton of value you know what i mean so uh yeah i don't have any problem with that at all i will admit when i accepted it i thought he had the 106 but whatever oh that's fine yeah i mean whatever 108 still but, good yep all right so uh j rob for jimmy g this yours it's a non-trade but it's a non-trade it's, it's, it just hasn't been accepted but which side would you take jimmy g yeah, <laughs> me too. That's that's what I was trying to send J-Rob J. out there thinking maybe the Jimmy G guy is like, he's not going to be a quarterback for much longer, try to pick up some youth a little bit. They believe in J-Rob for you know a little bit longer term than I believe in him for. Maybe it works and maybe it gets the conversation going and it's J-Rob and a little something else for Jimmy G and I'd be okay with that. I, I agree. I, I have my concern. I mean, anybody who's listened to me, talk about j-rob knows i absolutely love the guy i've been rooting for him because i love that underdog story this is underdog dynasty underdog right that's who we are so i'm like i fucking love this guy but it was a achilles too right yeah yeah so we'll, we'll have to see we'll have to wait and see on that yeah yeah hoping i can get somebody to buy but this is kind of jumping off my point about jimmy g earlier trying to get him at a value trying to get him on a team i lost brady in dynasty underdog listener league that's where this is at yeah trying trying to do that so yeah. I think it's smart. Again, getting Jimmy G right now before anything's final with him. I think it's smart. I, I think he plays next year. I think he starts for a team 100%. next year. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. And he might be a two-year rental. Who knows? But he's going to score you points for the next two years. At least next year. And that's all I, I'm really like all I'm playing for with this is for next year. This is not something you do if you are rebuilding. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is only if like you've been a contender and you just lost one of your two or three quarterbacks it's like you're trying to rectify your situ- the situation here so yeah absolutely okay this last one's me i'm just wondering what you think about this all right overall deal in general and just the etiquette on it i guess right okay so i had an offer in my inbox for brady it was sorry uh it, somebody was trying to send me a 2022 second this year i think it would have been a mid-second for 
Brady, and Josh Palmer. This was in my inbox before the retirement happened. So he ended up revoking it probably like 20 minutes after the announcement, but I had plenty of time. I was staring at it where I was like, <laughs> I could just accept this, but would you accept a mid 20, 22 second for Josh Palmer straight up? Would I take a second for Palmer? Yeah. 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 Just because again, like we talked about, like I like where he's at and what he's done has been good, but I still don't have faith in it just from like a historical standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't like, know. I want to exactly... watch from afar. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll celebrate Josh Palmer when he's on somebody else's team. I, I don't have faith in it still. So yeah, I would have took that. You'll be an innocent bystander. All right. So, w- but would you have taken it before Brady retired? So a second no. for Brady and Josh Palmer. Shit. No. Because there's still, I hope you're having a starting quarterback at the most important position in Superflex. So I had this same, this, this, <laughs> you know is exactly, this is exactly how it happened because he sent it to me and I left it there and I was like, huh, that's interesting because Brady could retire. And I was like, so then it'd be second for Josh Palmer. I'm like, I don't hate that. Then the retirement news dropped. And I was like, it'd be real bad form if I were to accept this right now, wouldn't it? Yeah. Right. It would be yeah. right. Like, I can't do that. Can I? No, no. So, you know, that's, that's the whole, like, I, I figured that was great for our show because, you know, a lot of people run into these situations for the first time or whatever. And I just knew, I knew when it happened, I was like, I could do this. But then I'm going to have to deal with it. And I'm the commissioner in that league. And I was like, I don't want to deal with it. So I'll just let it ride. And he revoked it. So I knew that it was bad for him after that. I was like, yeah, yeah. Now you did the right thing. I think what he was trying to do is maybe buy low on Brady. He was trying to swindle swindle me for Brady. Yeah, yeah. he was probably thinking, hey, Brady's got another year. And I don't blame him for doing that. I should have seen, I should have seen it happening and just swiped that second for nothing before it happened. But uh, it's hard to do. Now Brady is sitting on my rosters and. I'll probably leave him there for a while just in case something happens. I don't know. Never know with him. He seems like he's too too spry to to just hang it up for good. But I will say, I think console wars, don't we have like a, a rule in there that's about retired players where you get like an extra third or fourth round pick if they're on your roster for five years? Yeah, if they're on your roster for, I think, minimum 30 years, you get like an extra fourth or something like that. So. He's hanging around, brother. <laughs> yeah, he might be worth something. <laughs> uh hey andrew Locke is on some people's teams still so oh yeah i know i know he is what are you gonna do you see him get picked up you see even the waiver ads call him every once in a while you're like oh, hey, he's still there. Hey. yeah he's still there all right anything else you want to talk about nah man it's all i got brother cool man thanks everyone for listening give us a follow on twitter at dynasty underdog at just your iff at any given pod at willie beeman dff and our good buddy josh Says he's going to be back in a little bit. So go ahead and give him a follow at Josh Goldberg AGP. Yeah, he gets the shout now. I like it. Yes. I like it. Yeah. And don't roast me too hard on my, uh, my, on, on the, uh, not new intro, but the uh, temporary intro. No, in fact, send, uh, send requests for, for uh, new remixes. <laughs> yeah. Billy would be more than, more than happy to put out, uh, special intros for anybody. Yeah. If I wake up, wake up feeling, feeling dangerous again. Yeah. If I, <laughs> Yeah, dude. If nobody knows, I I used to record music in college for a long time, and uh, it was fun to like to kind of you know use that skill a little bit that I haven't used in a long time. Kind of it was a little rusty for sure, but it was fun doing it. It was a totally different experience recording that compared to recording this. It's, it's a, a lot of fun. All right, have a good night.